0: Hey guys, you're listening to Raising Finance Talks with Sam and Al. We're on an absolute mission to help developers raise their first million from investors so they can go on and do deals with six-figure profits.
1: So if you're not moving forward with your property business through a lack of cash, then this podcast is for you. We're going to deep dive into all aspects of raising private finance. So thanks for listening and let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode, everyone. This week, we're going to be talking about how to structure a deal with investors, because believe it or not, 10% returns is not the only way, and certainly not
0: always the best way. If you only you could see the shock on my face right now. <laughs> I'm excited to find out why, Sam. Tell me. It's gone white um, and white. Yeah, no, this is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, the structure of a deal, we all know. Um, is super creative which we'll get on to but before we do mate how's your week been you've uh, you've had a bit of a nightmare haven't you with the old uh, chicken pox
1: yeah we've had we had the chicken pox in the house this week so planned work week went out of the window Um, but yeah that's one of the good things about running your own business and being in property really is that freedom like Jasper has chicken pox Monday morning. Everything's cancelled. You With know, me and Sandra are splitting our time between looking after him and doing work, so it's kind of a couple of hours work here, look after them, you know, then a couple of hours maybe at the end of the day, and that's it. So, um, but it's great in a way because it's just—I was reflecting on it this morning. It's just so easy. Yeah. Like obviously, my plans for the week go out the window, but that's all good. I just work on what I can when I can. Um, and that's it. And there's no, no no stress, no hassle, really. That's kind of one of the great things that property brings is that kind of freedom um, to not be really too disrupted by something like that.
0: Yeah. And I remember like all the way back 2017 when we started talking originally, that was kind of the goal, wasn't it? It's like always to, to be able to have that as part of the lifestyle, as, as part of that freedom and choice and all of that good stuff. It seems... I guess right at the beginning quite difficult to grasp hold of but actually you know when you're living it and, and you see that wow like I've, I've actually created that kind of lifestyle for myself that that I wanted which is which is a pretty amazing to be honest um so it's yeah it's yeah. good to see but obviously not good to see Jasper ill <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's doing pretty well he's all right oh, that's good that's <laughs> yeah good. it's all about like, the time freedom money
1: freedom though isn't it that those two that's freedom is the goal but it's obviously the you know when you're working away and you get results in property that can just bring you obviously the money freedom and the money can just buy you time as well where yeah yeah
0: yeah no it's cool it's good but um yeah let's get stuck on then to, stuck on stuck into the um structuring of a deal and this whole um I don't know notion around the percentage pushing 10% 8% 6% 12% being the only way that people can structure a deal uh, or at least it seems that way from what we're looking yeah, at and, it seems
1: uh, it seems to be the preferred route it seems to be like we we're talking about this before weren't we? It, yeah. it seems, and where it all comes from it seems to be just uh, a really easy way for people that are maybe doing courses masterminds whatever just to just a sort of position as this is what you should do and that's it.
0: I mean, it's well, easy, isn't it? It's
1: easy just to yeah. say, yeah, you should just offer people 10% and, and that's it.
0: There's less admin, there's less hassle. It's just easier. Um, and it's also, yeah, it's easier to take from from... Um, the perspective of someone who's listening to that they're like yeah I can actually see that you know if I that's all I have to do I just have to find something and and be able to offer them eight percent and that's the hook and they're all in great stuff Mm. but we know it can work in many many different ways and it's part of the reason as well why like property investing in itself is so amazing in terms of the structuring and the creativity of it it's it's a blank canvas isn't it and this is Mm. something that we're going to dive into really deep but yeah i mean what what things are like from our experience from your experience especially what what things have we sort of come across what what things do we need to delve into here that that people might either be experiencing themselves or problems they might run into it'd be interesting to go into this first
1: so i think a lot of people think that it's easier to offer 10 percent than do a jv yeah because quite often someone you know's got a loan agreement in property so you can just pick up that loan agreement and you <laughs> just old yeah, templates yeah <laughs> just repurpose that template that's been floating around or maybe you got you know free from a course you did or something like that so that just feels a lot easier when you know a JV agreement might cost a couple of grand 3 grand maybe to get put together yeah um but from my experience it's it's good to have options for to do both really because it's all about what's you know what specific deal are you doing what's the project um what do the exits look like you know all of that stuff is going to influence the kind of agreement that you want to go for really yeah um and obviously it all depends on what the investor wants yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Uh, one thing I did want to say though, this episode is not about bashing the percentage, by the way, and saying it's it's terrible. You should you should be JVing with people. <laughs> I need to put that one in there as a disclaimer um, because obviously we've done <laughs> we've done loan agreements and that kind of stuff as well. But but the idea here is just to explain, or, or at least share that there's more out there that there are other ways of doing it. But um, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think it is sort of that 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 little hurdle of. Okay, setting up a JV might be a little bit more time-consuming, a little bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, I I agree that you know it's a blank canvas. Who who is it you're talking to, and what might work for them as well? Um, yeah. That that's really key. Yeah. Which kind of like leads us into, you know, the the fact that there isn't really much strategy around it, is there? You know, there isn't a lot of strategy around raising finance in in itself, and the sort of the industry saying that, you know, basically the route is, you know, chuck an investor pack out there um and it'll stick if it's good because they'll like the percentage or the banks will lend you some money or I can just get a 100%, 100% finance product on what I'm doing. So yeah. that's another thing, isn't it? Like we know it just goes a little bit deeper than that. Oh, yeah. We know it goes a little bit deeper than that. I'm clicking my pen, by the way. <laughs> Bad podcast form. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does go a, little, a bit deeper than that. Obviously, you know, banks will lend, but you need the rest of the money. Um, <laughs>
0: Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: banks aren't going to lend you all the money. Surprise, surprise. Um, even even if you find a really cheap deal, just for example, if you find something that's you can buy for six hundred k, but it's you know valued at a million, then. Banks or bridging companies are still going to want you to put in some of the money um There are products out there that you can get a hundred percent finance, but they're very rare, and I don't think I've ever actually seen anyone use one yeah <laughs> to be honest, so they
0: are out there, so you are going to need to raise some money. I don't know. It feels a little bit with a hundred percent product like that. It's like just grabbing you by the balls a little bit as well. I don't know. There there is that element as well.
1: Percentages (laughs) often feel that way. I think I've I've seen the percentages advertised for the hundred percent products, and yeah, not the best. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but that sort of you know lends us into you know. So is it easier then? You know, this is again coming back to the percentage. Like, is it easier to just offer the percentage return the 10 percent loan agreement return over a jv like that that seems to be the general consensus out there Mm. um and i think this is something that we will delve into and kind of the reasoning why it might not be you know the only the only thing out there so yeah i I think that's really key yeah let's get stuck into sort of some solution-based thinking for everyone and have a little look at sort of other alternatives. What what else is out there, mate? What else is out there, Sam? Talk talk to us.
1: The big thing I want to talk about here is it's just if you go out and you start offering people percentages blindly, essentially, if you're just firing out investor packs or you're just um, putting notes or posts on Instagram saying, I'll give you 10% um well number one you shouldn't be doing that anyway um but number two if you are doing doing that then you're offering someone something when you have no idea what they actually want um so there's there's just a lot of work to be done before you start offering people things really um this is uh, when the process comes in though isn't it yeah this Um, is all uh, this is all like part of our process isn't it yeah yeah um yeah go on mate no sorry go on no go. On. No you go. You go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, like we say this comes back to our process really, which is about, you know, doing a lot of work beforehand um when you're spe- and then when you're speaking to people, it's finding out what they're looking to achieve and why and what might suit them. Um why they might prefer a JV, why might they prefer a percentage? Um they might want to be in kind of sh- some kind of shareholder agreement, it all depends on what their what their preferences could be based on. Other people they know that have invested in property and they want to do something similar. They might have been involved in something before where they it was a percentage return, um, and they prefer now to do a JV. So you've got to find out and ask all those questions about what people have been up to, why they might prefer certain things, what are good sort of project or what a bad project looks like to them finding out all that stuff it's not until you do that and you have like sort of multiple meetings or conversations with someone then you find out okay this is the kind of project that might suit you that I'm doing and this is the kind of setup you know how does that sound to you so you start talking about it rather than just blindly offering hey this is what I do I can give you 10 percent Yeah, it might not land with a lot of people it's going to land with some people because they love the idea of 10% and that's great but why not just spend a bit more time figuring out what they actually want.
0: Yeah and I think if you look at any business out there this is how things are set up right, someone comes up with a product um, they don't just fire the product out there with absolutely no idea of who it's going to, um, what that person looks like, what their likes dislikes are and and you know granular habits might be you know that's how sort of if you want to call it marketing campaigns are built they're built on the other person not on so much on the product of course the product has to be good I get that you know of course your um, development your deal your project has to stack I absolutely understand that but it's not all about the product it's also about that other person and what we're doing here, if you think about it, when you're just offering 10% to someone without any sort of acknowledgement of who they are, what they like and all of this stuff and, and what they've done before and and so on and so forth. And again, yeah, that is against the FCA rules. We know that. So that's something to think about too. But you're you're just putting a product in someone's lap without asking them any questions. Now, logically, that makes no sense. So what we're trying to talk about here is changing the script a little bit, trying to think more about, okay, how do you approach these people in, or, or how do you approach this situation in a different way? Because the hook is not always going to be the percentage and that is absolutely vital to sort of begin to understand in, in some shape or form that there there is a different hook. There can be a different hook and that hook is dependent on that other
1: person. And my experience of this is when I have been talking to potential investors um you know one thing I did was do a blended rate with someone where well, it was it was a rate where we had um, a low percentage return so it was like four percent annually but we also did um, a profit split as well so it was it wasn't a 50 50 because they had the guaranteed four percent mm-hmm. um but they also had um, a small amount of the profit split as well um so i got to that kind of agreement um and offered them that because they talked about wanting some kind of return that was guaranteed but they also like the idea of being in the profit share as well yeah so okay well how about a small profit share and a bit of a percentage return best of both worlds and they thought oh yeah They, they actually said oh i didn't even think of that um but yeah it sounds like a really good idea um I haven't heard anyone else offering that, to be honest. But I thought it just it would work really well for them. They said they like the idea of both things, but not sort of completely one or the other. So let's mix it up. Yeah, but um, that's and- their
0: needs, isn't it? And it's mm. like taking that into consideration, knowing that you know you're you're on a blank slate here, and you can script it out in in numerous different ways, and just having the confidence to be able to you know ask them those questions and go deep enough for, to find out that information is key. So what happened with that project? Did it turn out all right? Did they get what they wanted? Were they happy?
1: Yeah, they did indeed.
0: Go. Yeah, yeah. Were it, you happy? I was happy. Yeah, it was a great project. Great. Yeah. The, so there you go. It's so <laughs> a massive, like that's the example, isn't it? Is, yeah. is how you can do it differently and still work out like really well.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think it was about, well, I think it was nudging 30% profit on GDV, that one. Nice. A um, Little commercial conversion. Purchase price, three, four, five. Pretty simple build no extensions apart well I did did the loft that was the only extension and then a refurb of the internals to create two two bedroom flats um yeah purchase price 345 build was just under 200 and gdv was like 930 935 something like nice. that nice so yeah nice one it's amazing what you can do indeed and yeah some obviously nice some good percentage returns for the 4% for the investor but then yeah a nice Nice uh, return from the profit because yeah, there's obviously plenty of profit in that
0: one. Yeah, and and I think we hear these words right all the time and it's really interesting to me um, because that to me sounds like a win-win, right? That to me sounds like you created a win-win for all parties. Now, we hear the win-win sort of concept a lot and I think it it's just knowing that the win-win can come in different ways you know it's not purely monetary like it you know obviously we've given you the example of profit and, and that 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 was in the deal but you know just knowing what that other person wanted you create that win-win and i think that's key because you always know what you want or what you can have and, and what you can't have um you know if yeah, you've what, done your due diligence on what yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but i think that that now allows you to create that win-win with somebody else. And I think that's really key to, yeah. to consider always.
1: And, and always just knowing what you're prepared to accept as well. Yeah. yeah. If you know, if your ideal lifestyle is based on X amount and you can get that through doing a development where just for example, if someone invests all of the money but they want 80% of the profit, <laughs> you know <laughs> just for example and you can get the life you want from doing that deal that year and you get a 20 um split of the profit then are you happy with that
0: well this comes down to actually doing that work on yeah. yourself doesn't it you yeah. know
1: people will say oh no there's no way i'd you know do all that work for 20 percent." but well What's the deal? What's the profit? What do you actually get out of doing that deal? Um, yeah, they're not not particularly favorable terms, but if you get the life you want out of it that you've planned for um, and sort of cost it out, then would you do that deal? I think it's an interesting yeah. question to ask.
0: It is interesting. But um, I am going to throw in disclaimer number two of the show, <laughs> which is uh, we're not um, telling everyone to go out there and offer 80% to every investor they see. <laughs> Can you imagine that? The next Facebook wave of posts would be 80% return. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just needed to throw that out there just in case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the result is, you know, potentially more profits, right? So being creative, being able to sort of move um, the needle and, and and build that sort of structure out with someone in a human-like way, a conversation, finding out what they want, it can mean more profits for everyone. And not always, don't get me wrong. And, and, and like I said, we've, we've said it a few times that, you know, the percentage return on a loan agreement could be more profitable and could work better for all parties and that's great yeah um, as,
1: as opposed to a 50 50 jv yeah 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 um but maybe not that was one of the one project i did um we had a couple of delays one with the build one with party wall agreements while there was all sorts of chat around threats <laughs> of high court and having to put 65 grand in escrow for any potential damage we caused to one property. Um, So that was kind of protracted uh, party wall um, agreements that lasted for about six or seven months. Um, And then, yeah, one of the builders, I chucked them off site after um, about halfway through the build. So there was extensions to that. And, you know, the whole project took over two years. In the end, it was a conversion of a house to four flats. And then if I've sort of worked out afterwards after just having a look at things, if I'd have gone into that with an investor and paid them 10% on the money they put in, then I would have actually been worse off by about 30 grand if, if I'd have given them 10%. So the fact that we went 50, 50 on the JV worked out actually better for me what they wanted anyway, but I just thought it was interesting to go and look back afterwards and figure out, oh, actually, you know, that JV doing 50-50 is far better than taking someone's money in 10%. Obviously, if you do a a quick flip, you know, you've got a little flat that you can buy and you can do, you know, like an eight-week build and flip it on, um, then chances are that it might be better for you to do the 10% return. But it might not be. It might be still be better to do a JV fifty fifty. So, yeah, it's ten percent is not the only way, and there's obviously loads of different ways you can set up your deals, and um, you can do a mix of things like I did, um, with the fixed return as well as a sort of smaller profit split, um, and obviously any agreement starts with a blank piece of paper. So anything you want to put in there, you can put in there.
0: Yeah. No, I like it. It's an eye open actually. Your your example, I find that really interesting especially when you go back to it, because that is part of the reason why we feel, or some people may feel that the percentage is better um, because they just think they're going to get that, that that's what it's going to be. That's the 10%. This project's going to take this amount of time because all projects take exactly the amount of time they're supposed to. (laughs) Um, And then they put all of their sort of focus on that. That's going to be the situation. But we know that, you know, really property is there's so many variables so many things can happen as sam's example says and it's really important to factor that in too but the one thing that i thought about when you were talking around that sort of example was your investor i would imagine and this is only throwing it out there i would imagine that that investor was probably more committed to making things work when times were tough than someone that maybe who you were just giving them a loan agreement return and that was what they were getting and you know I, i'd imagine maybe because that person who was investing with you was part of it was probably a little bit more committed to making it work as well yeah
1: absolutely yeah, very supportive Um, quite hands-on as well um so yeah really good person to work with um They had a bit of experience in property and also accounting as well. So they actually took care of some of the things I don't like too much, which is doing the VAT returns and accounting payments and all that. And yeah, so it was a great JV setup, really, because I had the experience with the build. They had experience in other areas and it worked really well together.
0: And that is another thing, isn't it, that might not be about money, but... That makes a JV work. That makes a partnership work is, you know, when you're talking to someone and like learning all that stuff about someone, like that helps you shape a deal, helps you shape how things look. And that's amazing, right? That you can not only be sort of thinking monetary, okay, how does this look in a percentage split or whatever it might be, but you can also look, how does this look in skills? Like what are we both good at, strengths and weaknesses, and how do we make this work Better, yeah. you know, like the,
1: some investors might not want to be involved whatsoever, but other ones they're quite happily to put some time and a bit of effort into it, especially if it can they can really be you know adding value to the project. So,
0: yeah, no, I agree. Um, so the final thing I think we're going to talk about is for me, probably one of the most important things of all, and it really focuses on something that. We, we have learned and we have experienced to be a big, a big issue when people are going out and talking to people is like, why do I need to ask all these questions? What's the reason for it? Well, what we've discussed in this episode so far, it gives you a genuine reason for finding out what people want whilst having a conversation with them. All of this stuff gives you that, that genuine purpose and intention around the way you speak to someone. That is is surrounded of, about around this sort of subject of well this is this is the structure we're, we're creating this structure but in order to do that I need to know what what's in it for you i need to know more about you and, and your experience of investing and all of that stuff so yeah. we can really get over that hang up of, of why am i asking all these questions yeah. what's the reason for me having to have all these conversations with someone because surely it's just the percentage they're after well actually it's not and this gives you the reason
1: yeah and you, it's just so easy just to be open with them and say look the reason i'm asking these questions is for x y and z reasons you know i need to know these things because if we're going to do this together. I need to know what you like, what you don't like, all the rest of it. So we can put something together that suits you and it suits me. Um, So you can just be really open and just say, this is why I'm asking
0: these questions. Ducked and dived, gone into multiple different areas of this. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening. As always, um, please subscribe if you're enjoying what we're doing and also share it with someone that might benefit from it. That's the whole purpose of us doing this to get the message out there so that people can start uh, raising some money. And
1: if you could leave us a review, that'd be great. Oh, that would be good. Thanks a lot. Thanks, See you guys. Next week. See you next week. If you want to attract investors without asking for money, check out raisingfinanceclub.com for our free resources. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Raising Finance Club.